Hey, hey, beautiful homemakers. Love the show? Why not join us over on Patreon? It is a Patreon summer here on Homemaker Chic Podcast because now, for a dollar a month, you can become a patron of the show, be a part of the conversation. I'll be sharing videos on how I'm using my tubes, makeup, and skincare this summer. And of course, you can upgrade, get those free digital copies of our cookbooks, watch full video episodes of the show, show your love for the show today for just a dollar a month. Visit patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast, or just click the red circle over on our Instagram page and it will take you right there. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. This is the podcast where we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind. And there was a lot of grindage last week. So we've done, we've done been ground down. We've done been ground down, you guys. So thank you for being Ugh. patient with us while we took a week off. Um, we both had kind of some family uh, emergencies that were waiting for no one, no mm-hmm. podcast to be sure. So we went, took care of our family, took care of what we needed to do, and we're back here with you today. Hello. A little ground down, but yeah. back. Maybe a few inches shorter. Mm-hmm. If Angela yeah. just freezes at any point, she's paused her video. Just give her a minute. <laughs> she'll, she'll come back to us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. How are you? Um, and we really haven't, like, not a lot of interaction. I mean, because this was an all hands on deck for both of us. So mm-hmm. we haven't really had a lot of connection mm-hmm. in the last yeah. week. So good to see your face. I know. Good to see you, too. I miss when we don't do this because even though we broadcast this to tens of thousands of people it's like actually our catch-up time sometimes too which is kind of odd uh speaking of tens of thousands of people i was you know my social skills are just um bar none phenomenal (laughs) i am (laughs) amazing and so i didn't get her name (laughs) but um a special shout out to the listener who heard my voice in a store the other day and I wasn't even facing her. I heard the words behind me, homemaker chic. (laughs) I was like, "Uh, maybe. (laughs) Do you like the show? And of course, naturally, it was like I had worked out and needed to run to the hardware store. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm going to the hardware store. I got no bra on. You can probably smell me a mile away. Angela. (laughs) This is great. Have you learned nothing from this podcast? Come on. Usually I look great. It's like, never when you look great that you, you no, no. see people. But she, so so thank you to nameless person that I, I didn't even ask your name. Um, thanks for listening. And it was wonderful to meet you. And I hope you had a great vacation here in Door County. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so we, our event started a couple weeks ago. And maybe we even talked about that. But I do find that difficult things like my friend Natalie said we were over there for dinner and she said you know things tend to come in waves and we were like sort of in the middle of the wave at this point I'm like do they and then the wave got big and I was like oh look at that it did come in a wave right and if you're wondering like what the cherry on top was it was one of my boys body slamming the other boy into the tile floor cracking out front teeth so that was a pretty 
expensive turn of events. <laughs> an expensive wave. I don't an care about the cherry. pain. It was like, an expensive cherry. It was an expensive cherry. I'm like, I hope your face hurts, you idiot. What are you guys oh doing? Gosh. Told you in not ki- to wrestle like that. In the kitchen? Yeah. I mean, I don't care if they roughhouse their boys. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, just do it outside. Um, Wait till they're bigger. Mm. So I have to deal with um, Joel and Aiden. Oh, doing that that's in the scary. Oh, it's scary. Because they're Aiden is people. huge and Joel thinks he's Bruce Lee. And so <laughs> <laughs> it is. We have sound effects. We have all the like dubbed Japanese movie sound effects happening. Oh I know Bruce Lee wasn't Japanese. I don't think he was. Um, and, but you know what I'm saying? And like the floor shakes and the dishes, mm-hmm. you know, all the like mm-hmm. the open cabinets I have with dishes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, please, oh, oh, oh my gosh, please don't, please. Don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, you should see me. I'm like, and I laugh because it's funny, but because mm-hmm. it's never Joel's idea. Mm-hmm. It's always Aiden coming at him like a Mack truck. And mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, I just hold my it's breath. Always fun until someone's end up with no front teeth. Someone's getting a thousand dollar new tooth. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like a charming like chip. Like, oh, look at that. It was like, thank God for modern dentistry, because, because <laughs> you can pretty well, homegrown there, kids. You're, <laughs> you're such a good mom because one of mine chipped their teeth like three weeks ago, and he's still yesterday. He's like, uh, are you gonna do anything about this? I said, let me see that again. How like, bad oh, is? Yeah, it? I guess I probably should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it's just the way that it goes so if you're in the tidal wave right now feel ya and sometimes you just got to do the next thing i actually said this is bugging me my earphones are bugging me today i actually yeah. said just do it one point i said can you just tell me what what to do like tell mm-hmm. me what to make for dinner tell me the next thing to prioritize because my brain was so exhausted it was just genuine decision fatigue which may Mm -hmm. be an overused term but it was like i i couldn't separate and prioritize and parse out anymore it was like it just yeah it all turned to jello in there overload overload serious overload um and and here we are and here we are it's monday uh for those of you who follow me on instagram you will have heard this story about my dad but he, um, Angela asked me, she's like, how's your dad before we started recording? And I said, let's, I haven't shared the story here. So, okay. I'm going to eat. Oh, yeah. To chew away. Um, so last Sunday, my dad was on a ladder Sunday. He was on a ladder hanging chicken wire in their barn. Of course. Fell off the ladder. It wasn't stable, but it was a short ladder, right? It was like three feet off the ground. No big deal. No. Surrounded by hay, like oh. stacks of hay. <laughs> He's in their uh-huh. hay barn. Mm-hmm. And... So he's like, oh, this is no, no thing. Well, he falls and he lands perfectly on his foot, which essentially shoves his tibia up into his kneecap. And it's bad. He broke his leg so mm. badly. So he went to the ER. My mom had to, my mom, who's 5'2". First, he army crawled to the house. He has to army crawl to the house because my mom can't hear him yelling, which is just scary because... He's a bit, he's big. He's six, four <laughs> and 240 pounds. So I told him it's like an elephant going down. Like it just feels like a bigger deal than when a puppy falls. 
Do you know what I mean? Just, just because of the sheer size difference. <laughs> so, you know, they have, I'll spare all the details, but they have quite a time in the ER and they end up sending him home, awaiting surgery and leave him on the sidewalk in a wheelchair while my mom's going to get the truck to pick him up. And he ends up having a small stroke while he's sitting there and nobody's, they've left him. He's just alone sitting in this wheelchair with his shattered legs sticking out. And my mom pulls up and sees him, sees something's wrong, goes to wheel him back into the ER. And like, these people are standing around. No one will help her. This just blows my mind. Again, 6'4", having a stroke, in a wheelchair, legs sticking out, 5'2", mom, trying mm-hmm. to wheel him back into the ER and saying, hey, someone has to help him. Something's not right. Something's not right. Anyway, long, long, long story short, he's okay in that the stroke didn't cause any sort of permanent damage. It was a small stroke in a good part of the brain. And I didn't realize this, but when you have a stroke, it, it's a piece of your brain dies. That's what it is. And I didn't know that. So for whatever reason, that piece of your brain can't get blood and it dies. And it's irrevocable, irreparable, irreparable. Thank you. Got there in the end. Anyway, so he's at home now awaiting surgery. Because of the stroke, they have to give him certain things to get his stroke risk down before they can do surgery. So... His leg is still in pieces and he's in just dire, horrible pain. And you feel so helpless. I mean, and here's here's what it got me to. So we talked about this recently and I got some pushback on it, but that's okay. If my mom hadn't been an advocate for him in the ER, I genuinely mm-hmm. don't know what would have happened because... They were talk about talking about putting him back into surgery that day. They forgot to turn his meds back on, didn't hook him up to the IV. Like there was all these situations where you're like, that could have been very, very, very bad. Mm-hmm. And even now, he is completely debilitated. And mm-hmm. if you don't have an advocate, where does that leave people? You know, he's in pain. He's on pain medicine. He's sleepy. Mm -hmm. He's delirious. He's like, and she has to be clear headed enough to have these conversations with the neurologists and with Mm -hmm. the orthopedic surgeons. And, and even now, like at home, he would be completely helpless without somebody there. Mm -hmm. And it, it does make you, and I know not all of this is in our control, but like, it makes you realize how important community is Mm -hmm. whatever that what is what is is the what pushback are you referencing or what did you say something while back i don't clout no i but i yeah we got so i was sharing that i was talking a few weeks ago about people not having children culturally there's this trend of not having children right right and i received some upsetting emails just like well sometimes people don't have kids because they can't have kids obviously yeah, but that's not what you were i remember when you said that that's not what you were talking about that's at not all. what you i was talking, talking about. about i was talking about you a talking cultural about like a, trend which is very which is, real I it's mean, very like, real that's why yeah. we have this new tax that's it's so real oh, okay, okay. that that's why that tax has now come into place in washington state mm. 
Oh, okay. Washington State will find any excuse to uh, fix to things you. with our taxes. <laughs> We're going to fix air quotes. This. Air quotes. Anyway, mm-hmm. but I mean, it doesn't have to be a kid, but like a spouse or a neighbor or a sister or a friend or, or whomever, like mm-hmm. on a good day, you're like, I got this. On a bad day, you are laying yourself at your community's feet saying, help me. And you don't right. know when that day is going to come ultimately. Right. And that is unsettling to me. Mm-hmm. That's unsettling because you have to have an advocate. Anyway, it's mm-hmm. just, it's opened up a lot of thoughts, obviously a lot of feelings, obviously being reminded of your parents' mortality is humbling. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, it's just been a it's been a whirlwind for sure. So here we are. What? Mm, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Just thinking. My brain's on. Okay, I'll just. Well, I don't want to like be be that person that's like on Facebook. Like I'm sad. Guess why? Okay. So <laughs> I will share with the request. audience. <laughs> yeah, unspoken prayer request. Exactly. <laughs> I hate that. Uh, you. The audience has heard me talk about my precious grandparents and how much I could never even put into words. But we did lose my grandpa um, two days before Shay's dad's accident. And um, his service was this weekend. Just We just got home. So I'm very sad, and I don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... but mm-hmm. But exactly what you just said to like your own parents' mortality and yeah. just like all the thoughts that it brings about. Like uh, over coffee this morning, I said to my husband, I said, you know, I would like you to open a Google Doc and tell us what you would like. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to make decisions if something yeah. happens to you. And I will do the same. I yeah. was up in the middle of the night. I couldn't stop thinking about it. Yeah. That way nobody has to decide and like... Yep. And please do that. <laughs> it's a and very then, kind thing to do to, yeah, to the I people just thought, that are left. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Songs, scripture, links to mm-hmm. caterers, like whatever you had, whatever you think you mm-hmm. want done, please just put it down. So and just tell me where it is and mm-hmm. I will do the same. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, and I'm not saying you know, my, my grandpa didn't leave. I'm not saying that that's what we're mucking about in is like undone details. But mm-hmm. I did just get to thinking like, holy cow. This is our first death in mm-hmm. the family. I mean, I, I that's not fair. Um, I have a cousin who lost a husband to brain cancer. Um, but as kindly as I can say this, her and I don't know each other very well. And I had... met him twice Mm -hmm. so it was it was disconnected I was very sad for them but I didn't experience it Mm -hmm. um they live far away and I didn't experience it so we've been God's been very merciful to us in that there's about 50 of us and and it happened very naturally he was 95 you know Mm -hmm. so it's not like we're mucking about in like undone details and trying to sort things out it's not like that but you do get to the point but by I've had like a a grown-up moment where I'm thinking, oh, this is all going to happen. It's all going to happen. Yeah. And I just, yeah. And I, and I, 
so my mind's going to all these places like you said like my mind is going to that like Joel and I for our children's sake should know what we're gonna do and even I I said you know and like our storage room that's a disaster your garage that's a disaster like we cannot leave that is not fair to anyone like we need to get our bleep together just dial it in mm-hmm. <laughs> if one of our kids had to go through my garbage bags of baby clothes and decide what to keep that would be so unfair like that is the last thing they need to think about you know is tubs of this and piles of that and tools laying around a garage that aren't put away properly you know like just like just our behind the scenes messy stuff like that's not fair to anybody like Mm -hmm. let's Mm -hmm. get it together Mm -hmm. I don't know my look we've we've talked about that here before but this is like this is the bone structure in a way of homemaking in a in this is like next not I don't want to say next level because this is almost like baseline and things are built up on those sorts of things. Do you know what I mean? Okay, so right. we've talked right. on the show before about like spending the $75 on legal zoom.com or whatever mm-hmm. getting a medical directive signed. Mhm. Because that can save you. <laughs> that can save you so having a power of attorney, having a medical directive, and having a will, no matter how basic it is. Mm-hmm. Essential. Essential homemakers. Cannot stress that enough. Um, or even like you probably already have this, but like I have like a master file of here's like bank accounts, numbers logins Mm -hmm. credit card stuff whatever here's all this information so that if something happens Mm -hmm. yeah you want to be able to mourn yeah you just want to be able to mourn. i remember as a teenager when my dad sat me down and it was you know Uh pre-computer days he's like here's the manila folder here's everything Uh here's where i keep it Uh Hmm. yeah you're listening to Homemaker Chic Podcast. I'm Angela. I'm Shay. And we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind with red lips and no denim jumpers. If you're interested in preserving food, Homemaker Chic listeners go big with a Harvest Right home freeze dryer. Freeze dried foods last for 25 years and will maintain taste, color, and flavor. The food retains nearly all of its nutritional value and home freeze-dried foods cost a third of the store-bought version, which means that your freeze-dryer from Harvest Right will pay for itself in no time. This is the perfect season to order your freeze-dryer, get it set up, and have it ready for the rest of summer and autumn bounty, whether you're getting that from the gardens or the markets. You can use your freeze-dryer to preserve food when it's on sale at the store, prepare whole meals for something like camping or hiking, or just make sure that none of the food that you have in your house goes to waste. Whether you're freeze drying fruits, vegetables, herbs, milk, or even eggs, Harvest Right machines are the best on the market. This will soon become an invaluable member of your preserving kitchen. 
so you can visit bit.ly forward slash harvest right homemaker or just click the link in the show notes or over on Instagram to shop your new home freeze dryer system from Harvest Right today. Visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and for a limited time this summer, receive an extra 15% off with your purchase of $245 or more and receive a summer tote bag perfect for the beach and shopping. American Blossom Linens brings you American grown cotton sheets, blankets, towels, and more. Their products are woven to last a lifetime. I have the sheets and duvet cover for my bed. I have the sheets for my children's bed. And of course, their luxurious bathroom towels for our bathroom. So visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKER15 with your purchase of $245 or more. Get an extra 15% off and a free summer tote you're going to use all season. You're going to love it. So we're here. Maybe a little battered by the journey, but we're here, and uh, we're going to answer some of your questions today. That's what this summer is about, so thank you for sending them to us over on Instagram. Before we do that, let's give a shout-out to our sponsor, Toops & Co. You guys have heard us talk about Toops & Co. for years now because they've been sponsored of the sponsors of this podcast for years, and we are so glad that they are because this is clean skincare and makeup that Angela and I use truly every single day. Um, so it makes it really easy and fun for us to be able to share them with you. We want you to visit toopsandco.com, and while you're there, you can shop their lines of tallow soaps, French clay soaps, and masks, tonics, tallow balms. Tallow balm was really where it started for Emily. So way back in the day, do you remember mm-hmm. this? She used to be Crunchy Balm. Do you remember that? I, I even think there was a Mm-mm. picture maybe of a cow, a cow on it. An utter, I can't quite remember. Really? I'm trying to piece it together now, but it's really fun to see. She just kind of had this passion like, I want to make nuclear clean skincare for people because it's mm-hmm. not available. How do I do it? And how do I do it well? And now it has grown into this beautiful brand where you can get highlighters and blushes and bronzers and eyeshadows and mascaras and brow pencils with. No chemicals, no garbage, no hormone disruptors. Just clean, beautiful, organic skincare. You can pronounce all of the ingredients. It's full transparency. You can see it all. So if you visit toopsandco.com, you can use the code SUMMER10. Nope. Summer Beauty. Summer Beauty for 10% Summer off. Summer Beauty for 10% off. <laughs> so if you want to stock up with a few of my favorites, the Tiamo Lip Gloss. The Tinted Lip Balm, the Charcoal Bar, that's what I use to wash my face morning and night. The Regenerative Serum is what I use to take my makeup off before I wash with the Charcoal Bar. The Sea Buckthorn. Sea Buckthorn. Take your makeup That's off. what I'm doing. Yeah. Yep. What okay. would I do without you here to keep my head on straight? <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> the bronzers, the blushes, here. the highlighters, all of it. So beautiful. So Go visit toopsandco.com, use the code SUMMERBEAUTY for 10% off, and when you use that code, it lets Emily know that you're a homemaker chic listener, which is important for her and important for us, and you get 10% off. So win, win, win. Win, win, win. Um, You can also win with American Blossom Linens, so the limited time summer tote, and that discount is over, and we are back to homemaker chic 20 for 20% off, when you visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com, you can get... That's a big discount. And 20%? It is huge. Guys. 
It's huge. That's yeah. a lot. And it's not like a one-time thing. It's like, you know, if you want to get sheets this season and towels the next, or you've got a, a birthday coming up or a gift. Yeah. Um, so everything to dress your home in quality American-made textiles. That's very important to me. I know it's very important to a lot mm-hmm. of you. And uh, this is a wonderful small mm-hmm. company owned by wonderful people, good friends of mine. And so Homemaker Chic 20 for 20% off with American Blossom. There you go. I hope you picked some nice questions. Right. I, I tried. I tried. And then I actually, the audience is so helpful. I'm going to actually ask a question about my hip and see if anybody can can help me so remind me i'm gonna ask i'm gonna pose a question then okay anonymous please (laughs) how do you the vulnerability in some of these questions is you get you you you, the listeners are amazing um and it just shows you that we're all here doing the same thing experiencing so many of the same hurdles Mm -hmm. and how do you avoid (coughs) excuse me How do you avoid becoming burnt out on hosting and cooking when it becomes the expectation? We have been hosting friends of ours for years. And over the course of this time, it has become their expectation that they will come over and I will feed them. I'm not looking for or expecting reciprocation as their living situation makes this difficult. But they have reached a level of comfort that's nearing, hey, mom, what's for dinner? Ah, with no offer to contribute or help clean up, and often not a lot of acknowledgement or appreciation. Honestly, behavior that I wouldn't accept even from my own children. I love cooking for people and serving people, but no longer enjoying it in this dynamic. Any tips on how to avoid becoming or feeling like the parent in a situation like this? Okay, that's tough. It is tough. And I always want to like, you know, you when they're when they're heavy questions, the natural inclination is to have your own questions to sort of flesh it out a little bit. But we don't have that. Right. um, Liberty slash luxury with a with a DM on social media. Um, But it is tough um, because. Because expectations are a huge part of any relationship. And that's usually where you get into trouble in a friendship or a marriage or, or anything is is um, unmet, unvocalized, un- expectations, you know? Big time. Big yeah. time. I don't think there's probably a nice, swift, clean answer for this. My, my question mm-hmm. to Anonymous would be, um, so these are obviously friends, but like that's not being a good friend. They're not being a good friend. Mm-hmm. And so that doesn't mean it's always, you know, relationships aren't always 50-50. It's not always perfectly reciprocal. But, um, I mean, my inclination would either be to gently vocalize, like, you know, I got a busy day tomorrow. Would you mind popping up and helping me with these real fast before you guys leave? Or, mm-hmm. And if that feels totally mm-hmm. uncomfortable, then I honestly, like, I would probably just steer away from having them over. I mean, we've had instances, for example, where we've had people over where there have been, uh, there's been like a lack, a severe lack of parenting with the, with their children in our home. Okay. It's tough. I don't and like that. Yeah. I felt really torn about it when this particular 
situation happened. It happened a few times, but and Stuart would just say, "Look, that's we don't need to have them over right now. <laughs> like we can have them over, mm-hmm. you know, maybe in a few years or whatever." Like it's a gift and it's a blessing to be able to offer that to somebody and you're going to experience mm-hmm. a certain level of discomfort, which it sounds like she already knows. She already knows. She already knows the value of it. That's why she's doing it. Um, but that's, they're not, they're not being very good friends. Friendly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really it's, and that's hard mm-hmm. to say, but it, but it's okay mm-hmm. to say this is actually not how, it, like, we're, yeah. Friend, like the word love, is a very yeah. overused, very loose term. So I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to like sum up your relationship with them, but like we use mm-hmm. the word friend. I think we're, we're too sensitive. We're too, um, it, it makes, it's a little, it feels cringy or to use the word acquaintance, yeah. but we would do ourselves a service yeah. to, to have more words when it comes to relationships. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? And we've had the same thing where we have uh, we have had people over a few times, and I'm like, as with the kids, like, okay, if you're not going to parent, then I can't. I'm we're not right. going to do this. I didn't say that. I'm just like, I'm, if you can't see that this is clearly awkward and not going well, mm-hmm. then then we're not going to. Um, you know, other another overused word is boundaries, but 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 good for for this situation uh like you said um i i like to uh head things off before they happen so that's like an over the that would be like an over the phone Mm -hmm. like hey if you guys are coming over tonight like i you know whatever i I had a headache or my plate is feeling really full so i would really appreciate some help with the dishes when we get done before Mm -hmm. you leave like if i could i'd love to have you over but like the way it's going right now i need some help i need to I'm, I'm going to need yeah. some help. Or know? maybe another option would be if you these are people that you enjoy besides this piece of them, then maybe mm-hmm. call and say, hey, let's go meet at the park. You bring a picnic, I'll bring a mm-hmm. picnic. We'll just eat together, hang out, you know, find find maybe more neutral uh, territory. Yeah. And this is also, too, like my husband is so sweet. He'll always volunteer to do the dirty work in that yeah. Hey guys, let's let's help Ange clean up this yeah. kitchen. She's got a big day yeah. tomorrow, or she's had a big day, or didn't Ange do a good job with dinner? Let's help her clean yep. up the kitchen. Thanks for coming yep. over. You know, yep. like that. Like he can take the yep. brunt. That's what husbands yeah. are for. They're they're there to for take sure. the brunt. You and know? there might be days. Yeah. You know, we've had people over where they say, "Let me help you," and I'm like, "I got it. It's fine." And there are days yeah. when I'm like, "Thank you. I would love Thank some you. help." Yeah. And so when I, you know, go to reminder too, like to be a good guest, like when I go to somebody's house and they've cooked for me, I will always offer. They might not accept, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's good to offer. Because mm-hmm. a desperate woman, she will say yes. <laughs> yes, right? absolutely. Right. Okay. Uh, let us know, will you? What you, mm-hmm. yeah, flush that out for us again, Anonymous. We'd like to stay in contact about that. What ends up working or doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Shay, mm. this is just a little easy, okay. easy peasy. Okay. And then I'm going to segue into more peasy. Oh. <laughs> You'll see. So um, I'm going to get a little this sweaty, is, just social No, no, anxiety. This, is, <laughs> this is just funny. Might be just a, a fun, um, some of them are just okay. anecdotal, okay. so that's good. Okay, so just really easy. What sort of dishwasher did ah. you get? I got a cove. 
You guys, Hope. you open it up, it lights up. It looks like a spaceship inside. This thing is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's a cove. It's Wolf's brand of dishwasher. Angela's looking it up. I'm putting on my Tiamo lip gloss. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. A cove. Yeah, excellent. All right. Now, this is okay. funny. My Bona Fortuna mm-hmm. pasta got peed <laughs> on. I repeat, my Bona Fortuna Fortuna pasta got peed on. <laughs> okay? I can't Expand. even. It was not my proudest. It was not my proudest moment in the aftermath of my four-year-old yelling in distress as she peed while playing hide-and-seek. Oh, my god! You guessed it, in the pantry. I do not even know how to proceed. No one told me I would have to deal with this when I signed up for homemaking. Oh, my gosh. Thank goodness the pasta is enclosed in sturdy plastic bags inside the boxes because the boxes were soaked. I can't even process this. My brain is so spazzed. I'm going to go nap. But thanks for introducing us to Bona Fortuna. It's um, it is perfection. Yes. So we'll put a link to that below if you guys missed that episode. But this is my Sicilian pasta that I swear by. Um, if you ever get like pasta gut after eating pasta, you feel icky. Ew, it's just yeah. kind of mushy. It's just so flat. I eat pasta every day. But um, shop Bona Fortuna. Um, I would totally eat that pasta, by the way. Because not only is it in a plastic bag, but you're going to boil it. And also, yeah. four years old, peeing on Bona Fortuna. It's going to get so much worse. So, <laughs> Just preparing you. Like, if no one told you you're going to have to deal with this kind of stuff with homemaking, let me prepare you for what's coming. It's going to get so much worse. It's really <laughs> sweet when I look back and I, you know, those moments that broke me when my kids were little. Just mm-hmm. broke me. Mm-hmm. And, like, the one time a kid pulled a bowl of four dozen eggs off the counter and it exploded all over the carpet like in that moment i thought i can't survive this for for 10 more seconds you know Mm -hmm. now looking back i'm like i would take exploding eggs over like just preteen sin you know (laughs) it's just gets so much uglier it gets hairier, more complicated, more emotional. So honestly, like I would take the pee and pasta if it makes you feel better. So that'd be fine. Just eat it anyway. I would totally eat it anyway. Okay. Um, how's your Italian going? It's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> um, it's actually I had this amazing dream last night that I was speaking Italian to a Spanish person in my town and they totally knew what I was saying. Um, but no, it's going good. Just trudging along. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, this is from Luann. Hey, Shay and Angela. Regarding your conversation about whether or not a person can learn languages, read, switch on your brain. For hope and help on neuron pathways, science in God's word is showing that these pathways are malleable and we can do a lot to train our brains so exciting for sure i i've never believed that you have to be like sure maybe the pathways for like a fluent tongue like the muscle memory but even that i'm going off of my photography mentor tim who's british lived in spain for nine years lived in provence for a long time 
now he lives in Bulgaria. And like his Spanish, for example, is beautiful. He speaks it. I would never know that he wasn't native. And he lived there when he was like Mm. in his 40s. So, I don't know about that. There is something that happens that, like, at 13, though, 11 to Mm -hmm. 13 years old, where it's a path. I think there's something like a pathway, like, legit Mm -hmm. shuts down. And it is Mm -hmm. more difficult. I mean, look, learning a language is hard. I don't think it's possible. But here's the cool thing about the way I'm learning it is that no one knows. (laughs) Around any Italians. (laughs) I'll say something to my kids, like, you know. totally wrong in the wrong order whatever i don't care i Uh i have fun with it i've taken like the pressure off myself of like be fluent be fluent and just like look have fun with it learn phrases learn the Mm -hmm. silly things that you know you can say and then they sort of become second nature and um Mm -hmm. stop being so freaked out about learning all conjugation of all the verbs and just learn a few that you know you can just use and like, just chill out about it because I'm learning mm. Italian for me, for fun, mm. and for, like, the future me, really, because mm. we're not at a place where we're, you know, going to Italy all the time or able to spend big chunks of time there, but I would like to. It's just mm-hmm. a happy, inspiring, beautiful, peaceful place to me in a lot of ways. My point is I'm learning it for me, and I'm learning it for fun. And it should be fun. And so I do like that idea of doing something for future, for future me. That's why I work out. I, it's not fun now. Yeah. And I'm not no. like, I mean, I look like I, I think I look like I work out, but I'm not like a bodybuilder, you know. Mm-hmm. But in 40 years, if I keep up at it, I'm going to be in a better place. My muscles, my bones, all mm-hmm. that jazz. So it is. It's a future you. I remember telling my sister when she was young, it was right when I was just learning how to can and do all this homemaking stuff. Not that you have to can to be a homemaker by any means, but I had started gardening and, you know. And I said, why don't you learn this Mm -hmm. now? (laughs) Instead of learning Mm -hmm. on the job. Like, learn now. Tinker with it now for future you, you know? Yeah. Well, and there is something, too, when you just sort of have the habit of, like, once you get over, okay, once I get over the mental hurdle of a language, like, oh, this is hard. This is impossible. And it just sort of becomes, your brain is like, oh, okay, we don't have to freak out. It's like when you hear another language, you don't actually hear the even the foreign words they're saying. Your brain just goes, bah! and it just panics. And you just, all your brain can hear is, I don't know what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And that takes actually time to break down that wall and just be like, no, just listen hear the words they're saying and try to understand some of the words pick out any of the words that you Mm -hmm. know like that's Mm -hmm. actually a step i feel like in in learning a language where you're just like you're telling your brain don't panic don't panic like and there's yeah think about any like even fiction you know like dances with wolves where he learns I i don't remember what um what language tribe that was what language it was but where he's he's listening for words you know Mm -hmm. that's the whole like tatanka thing you know he's listening uh frankenstein's monster listen he's he learns Mm -hmm. 
the language by like spying on people in Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you you just start paying attention for repetition. Right. And, and it is, it's words. You're just picking out words. It's going to be a while yeah. until you can form phrases. And like, um, I finally found, sorry Italians, but like not the best television shows in the world. Okay. Like, they're, the pacing. Every culture has its exports, yeah. okay? Yeah. The pacing of Italian television in general and, like, the content is just not my palate as an American. Okay? What is it like? Um, like- I mean, they tend to be very, like, what I would like into, like, independent films here where you're kind of, like, they're a little bit darker, a little bit slower, okay. a little bit angrier um yeah they just don't have like the normal it's not like a rom-com pace or like thing yeah, okay yeah, okay okay but i did find a few that i really love so they have an italian ver- version of essentially of a good year it's called a breath of fresh air and it's the exact basically the same story of a good year with russell crowe which takes okay. place in france mm-hmm. and it's essentially the exact same storyline but in italy in sicily um anyway so that's a really fun one and then there's also an and that's a great one because they kind of toggle between milan and sicily and so you you hear the difference okay the other one is called framed and it's a sicilian murder mystery and they nailed it i love this show i'm watching it for the third time so and what I'm finding now is like it's a, it's a ser- series. series. It's like or- two seasons. Okay. I think there's six episodes per season. Mm-hmm. So enjoyable. It's like it's so fun to me. And what I'm finding is like the first time I watched it, my brain was like panic. I don't know what they're saying. Anyway, every time I watch it, it just gets better and better. And I pick out more and more. And it's a lot of fun. So in case you you are also learning Italian or tell Darla. Tell Darla. Okay. Anyway, really fun. I will. It's okay. a fun way to learn. Very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. I'd love to know how, brother. <laughs> Anissa wants to know how Angela is keeping up with her gardens mm. and sanity in this Wisconsin mm. drought. We are starting to get rain, but dang, I feel like I'm so far behind with my harvest. Um, Angela, let it go. <laughs> Because it was a case of, now we get rain all the time. And it was just a case of too little, too late. Yeah. Uh, just, and so I did. I just let it go. I actually walked, I actually don't even go back there that much, all the way into my garden. And I did yesterday, and I was like, you, you gotta look away at <laughs> some point. This is what point. happens when you let it go. You gotta just look huh? away at some point sometimes. Yeah, well, I gotta pull the weeds at least, because they're, so they don't go to seed. I'm just gonna get it cleaned up. And I'm just really celebrating everything else, so... Uh, yesterday I partook in seven hours of what I called grief gardening mm-hmm. <laughs> in my cottage gardens, cottage gardens, just with my grandpa heavy on my heart because he was an immaculate farmer, just and gardener, and you know their home grounds and everything was always just so spotless and beautiful because they were always active, always going, 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 doing, 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 and resting appropriately. But he just hated a weed. So I pulled and cleaned and, you know, the bee balm's gone over Mm -hmm. and just got everything that was dead and funky, cut it down so that the globe thistle and the roses and the echinacea and everything is just 
can have the spotlight. And um, even just where the snow in summer had like really like compacted down, I just put mulch down over everything. So it looks a little landscapey to me, you know, when there's like mulch around the flowers, because usually you can't see the soil of my garden, but I just cleaned everything up and the roses are beautiful right now. And so I'm celebrating that. And we sat down this morning and just made plans for uh, irrigation for next year because I can't go through this again. It was just so defeating and so heartbreaking. I've never experienced anything like it. And mind you, like it sounds so cheesy because I know people live with legit irrigation systems. Like we ran the sprinkler. We've never had to do that before. We, we ran the sprinkler nonstop, moved it all day long, and it just wasn't enough because the soil's so shallow. And so I let it go. And the kids go out and find, like, a cucumber every once in a while. We celebrate. I did see this hysterical reel the other day where they had, like, a little mini oh, strawberry, a little cucumber, and, like, this little tiny cast yeah. iron pot. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to make my yeah. harvest a meal with my harvest over, like, a candle flame. I yeah. laughed. So. There you yeah. go. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Have you... Uh, this is from Haley. Um, if you've read, wondering if we've read the book Eve in Exile by Rebecca Merkel. Eve in Exile. Mm-hmm. I have read you part read of that? it. I have not finished okay. it because I am a serial book starter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. What were your, what were your I don't remember thoughts? because this was a long time ago. Uh, Rebecca Merkel is a name I'm super familiar with because she goes to a sister church in Moscow. So she okay. is, and also a close friend of my friend Natalie, who I talk about all the time. So, um, okay, okay, very so solid the- theologically, Rebecca Merkel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Homemaker Chic Podcast. I'm Angela. I'm Shay, and we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind with red lips. And no denim jumpers. Homemaker Chic listeners, have you made your 2024 travel plans yet? Why not join me, Angela, in Paris for five nights and six days in either April or October of next year for the elegant ladies trip of a lifetime. I'll be taking you to my favorite restaurants, patisseries, three different Parisian flea markets, a glamorous riverboat cruise, of course, the must-have photo shoot in front of the Eiffel Tower and more. So grab your mom, your sister, your best friend, or come by yourself and make new friends. Visit parisianfarmgirl.com forward slash Paris with Angela to reserve your place. Spots are very limited with only eight guests. Let me show you around my most favorite city on earth. Visit parisianfarmgirl.com forward slash Paris with Angela. Or simply click that red circle marked Paris over on our Instagram profile. Hey friends, Shay here. If the food coming out of your kitchen is a little lackluster, and if you've been feeling like you need some instruction, direction, or inspiration in the kitchen, I want to personally invite you right now to join the Elliott Homestead cooking community. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com to get started. Here's the thing, we have to cook multiple times a day, whether it's for us or for a household, we have to be economical, smart, and intentional with what we put on our tables. Since 2018, I've encouraged women in their kitchens with new whole food recipes and instructional cooking videos. Basically, I'm here to help you see that the food that we enjoy matters, and I'm here to help you actually cook it. So here's how it works. 
As a cooking community member, you'll get five farm fresh recipes each month created from my kitchen and delivered straight to you. You'll also get an instructional video to go along with each recipe so that you can learn new skills and begin to enjoy new dishes and flavors. On top of that, we meet once a month for a live Q&A where you can ask questions of me or other home cooks live in community and be inspired to kind of keep going on that good work in your kitchen. Lastly, our online community is thriving and there's loads of conversation and sharing going on there all the time. So you can participate there as much or as little as you'd like for further direction and inspiration. Each month, you'll get to enjoy the bountiful recipes that you'll find in your mailbox or inbox. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com right now. Choose the membership that works best for you. And let's get cooking. Okay, here we go. I'm just going to read the swooning... The swooning Victorian ladies and the 1950s housewives genuinely genuinely needed to be liberated. That much is indisputable. So first wave feminists held rallies for women's suffrage. Second wave feminists marched for prohibition, jobs, and abortion. Today, third wave feminists stand firmly for nobody's quite (laughs) sure what. Mm -hmm. But modern women who use psychotherapeutic antidepressants at a rate never before seen in history need liberating now more than ever the truth is feminists don't know what liberation is they have led us into a very boring dead end even exile sets aside all stereotypes of mid-century housewives of china doll femininity and of victorians fainting of women not allowed to think for themselves or talk to men about anything interesting or important it dismisses the pencil skirted and stiletto heeled executives of the tv the outspoken feminists freed from all that hinders them, the brave career women in charge of their own destinies. Once those fictionalized stereotypes are out of the way, whether they're things that make you gag or things that make things you think look pretty fun, Christians can focus on real women. What did God make real women for? Oh, she's got my attention. Maybe we okay. should read it. Okay, so yeah, so that's the that's like the the back of the book yeah. it looks yeah, like yeah. what it says on the back and then our so then our our listener says if you haven't read it i highly recommend you do it goes into the history of feminism showing how we got to where we are today as she calls it the culture chaos the wreckage mm-hmm. of western culture mm-hmm. the second half of the book paints a picture of how to practically recover our reco- our roles as culture builders in our homes there's one particular section in which she discuss- discusses the endless possibilities with food that God has given us that brought me to tears both times. I've read it. There you go. All right. Okay. Thank you for the push because after I finish my net other six books that I've started, I will read this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. I might be okay. confusing this um, one. There's another one I'm reading called The Envy of Eve. Okay. Natalie, if you're listening, can I borrow Eve in Exile? Because I know you have it. <laughs> I've got like 47 million credits on Audible, so maybe I'll... <laughs> there you go. Okay. Um, I'm also currently reading When There's No Doctor, The Boys in the Boat. Oh, dang! How is, how is When it's There's good. No Doctor? That's really good. Did I, did I tell you that I'm going to become an EMR? Yes. You didn't tell them, though. Okay. Did I no. say it on the show? Okay, so talk about like learning new For things. For future you. Um, for for next week, me I don't know. Uh, this I'm going to take my EMR classes, so that's emergency medical responder. Um, it's not an EMT, so like I'm not in the ambulance driving them to the hospital, but I can show up 
to local situations and be the first to get there and help however I can. And I'm positively giddy at the idea. This is Angela Reed, ladies. Look at her. Yeah. Stilettos and red lips and done up nails can talk about hot fashion. Hot fashion. Mm -hmm. And like, if you need a leg splinted, this is also your girl. Like, she's not going to shy away. I just love that about you. Thanks. I just, I I told Joel, Joel, for the first few conversations, thought I was a lunatic. But I told him, I said, I know it sounds crazy. It's not like I've ever vocalized this before. But I have, for years, had these dreams where there's accidents, airplane crashes, whatever, and everyone's paralyzed and I go and I'm not trying to be like a hero I don't mean it this way just a dream I'm not responsible for my dreams but I go running towards the mm-hmm. same like I want mm-hmm. to help and I feel like I could do that because I can be sane mm-hmm. like you know when there's a kitchen fire I'm the sane one not shrieking I'm like just gonna put mm-hmm. it out like, mm-hmm. you know like um yeah, yeah it's just something I want to I want to I want to like do it for my community too there's a lot of you know, I'm sure there's a lot of things that happen in other communities. I feel like, well, with Aiden's pager going off, I hear what they are all day long. But it's a small community, so you know mm-hmm. everything. I mean, in the last, we had a period two weeks ago where in a 10-day stretch of time, there were three car accidents at the end of my road. Head-on collisions, like horrible car accidents on the highway. And the one morning, I just had to, like, sit and listen and I was waiting, and, and they're fast, but like the, the three minutes, four minutes you hear t- where you finally feel the, hear mm-hmm. the ambulance coming from the next town, and like I could have been there in 30 seconds. I'm like, that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So. so yeah, talk about learning new things. Um, why did I bring that up? Did I just tell you? I was talking about reading when there's no doctor. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. all right, there you go. Yeah, I want to read I'm that I'm also book. reading Leave It to Smith by P.G. Woodhouse. If you're ever sad. Oh, P.G. Just read P.G. Woodhouse and read it in your head in a Cockney accent, which is the only kind of If British. you're ever sad to cheer you yes. up? Okay. I mean. He's he's Blandings, yes. right? P.G. Woodhouse is Blandings. Okay. And, and Jeeves, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. That's where our dog got his name, Bertie Woodhouse, and his butler Jeeves and... Anyway, who's the but- who's the butler in Blandings? Not Bertie Woodhouse. <laughs> P.G. Woodhouse. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> Bertie? I just let it go. <laughs> like, what's the butler's name in Blandings? Um, oh, shoot. Oh, I can't remember. Dang. She's gonna look it up. Anyway, but okay. To. Point is, well, we'll read. Eve in Exile, because, what, who is it? Beach. 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 There we go. Very funny. They they switch actors, though, in the show. I've never watched the show. I've only ever read the books. For once. (laughs) Shay, the show brings me so much joy. I the mean, show is so writing, funny. And it's so witty and dry that you have to pay attention. Like, you can't read Woodhouse absentmindedly. You have to pay attention. Yeah. You know, and it's, 
so smart and clever and witty and so very British. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I just... I, I feel that even watching the show, I'm like, I think I know a lot of people that most of this would just... Oh, go totally. totally. Right over their head. Yeah. Totally. yeah. <laughs> I feel like with the amount of just British material I have consumed in my decades, I could live there and it would not... I wouldn't even skip a beat. You could just culturally I just, just culturally be like, like, I'm right here. Like, Let's yep, do this. Absolutely. Of course, depending on where we are. You know, ideally, I end up somewhere in Devon. But anyway, there yeah. you go. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. March on. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I'm using my mouse and my phone is sitting right here. I'm like, why isn't the page moving? It's because it's on your phone, dork. Uh, my heart was not in the right place last night. It's canning season. The counter was full. The kitchen table. I managed to make a space for my family, but not myself. I went to bed grumpy yeah. and defeated. I woke up and took charge of my kitchen. It's so freeing to wipe down a countertop, organize a cupboard, and wash. <laughs> In Indiana language, wash a sink full of dishes. Thank you for being there with me, embellishing my trench. Listen, girl, <laughs> there are trenches. And not to make this about me, that's not what I'm trying to do, but I was in a state it's your show. last week, the whole week. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just telling you, like, you can know something and feel different. <laughs> you know, so like, right? Isn't that terrifying? it is terrifying where you're That's, like, I, it's actually terrifying. It's terrifying when people don't see it, when there's not that self-awareness. I'm at the stage now where I am self-aware. I do see it. And now I'm trying to get better at managing it. What's worse, not seeing it? <laughs> for me, it's for sure it's it. seeing it. It's better, uh, yeah, uh, better to be oblivious, but it's not better for the people around you. Mm, um, yeah. But, hmm. yeah, it's, I get it. It's just super tough. And it's also, I just did a homemaking video on YouTube last week, and I, I was so, you guys, if you watch the video, just know like I was in tears before I sat down to record that because I was so angry <laughs> at just everybody mm-hmm. in my house for just like, how can you guys not see this? You know, how can mom be the one who's doing this? And it was just one of those snowbally pinch point moments, which are not good. The good news is mm-hmm. that you can get out of them. But it's usually it usually has to come from your heart (laughs) it doesn't come from circumstances Mm -hmm. so sometimes which it sounds like it was for her you get the counter finally cleaned off and you're like oh thank god okay now i can be in a good mood now it's okay okay well there's also days where you can't do that like it just can't Mm -hmm. happen for whatever reason Mm -hmm. how do you pull yourself off then or how do you like and I don't mean this in like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. I just mean like mm-hmm. heart posture. Total heart posture. Well, because if it's all circumstantial, you can wipe off the countertop. But you're going to turn around to a laundry pile. True. So that's the problem is it? it's like it's never ending. And like we were mm-hmm. talking about little kids earlier and little kid mm-hmm. mess was one thing. It, and I remember feeling like this is a lot with the baby bouncers and the high chair that needs to be scrubbed off and like 
the diapers that need to be washed and all these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. It's exponentially harder now with older children. Mm-hmm. And so it is training grounds, those little years, like they're training grounds in more than one way for sure. I wish mm-hmm. I had a magic sauce. I don't. I personally try really, really hard to like drink enough water, <laughs> go to the bathroom, and genuinely, like, I pray a lot. I pray a mm-hmm. lot. And I don't pray, like, help me, help me, help me, help me. Last week, there were so many things to pray for for Angela's family, and it's like Stu's family, my friend Marseille's family, and like just all the things, so many things, heavy, heavy, hard things. I don't even can't even speak on here. And mm-hmm. I'm like, pray for them, <laughs> you know, like pray for something, pray for the church, pray for your community, pray mm-hmm. for this friend. Um, I mean, there must have been there, there was, was a probably lot, five people a- in my in my circle that mm-hmm. passed away. In the last two weeks. I mean, just. And you don't want to have to have focus on something like that, too. You don't have to. You don't want to have to get perspective that way, obviously. My point is, if we can get out, if I can get out of myself, that's when it's helpful. That's when I start to think, Mm -hmm. okay, yeah, let's just sweep through the kitchen really fast. Can we take this person some soup? (laughs) Not like, yeah. woe is me. I got to mop the floors again. Mm-hmm. So, I mean it. Okay, that's a good, a good segue into the next, the next one. Um, and this one might take a few minutes. So, um, Actually, let's pause and do the wine segment. Let's okay. cue the wine music because this is a big one. <laughs> you let's scared me. Let's bring it back up scared. a little bit. You guys, this is the problem. <laughs> let's bring it back I up. Was, I met with my friend Jody last week and I like, it was just for a few minutes. And I texted her afterwards. I was like, please forgive me for all the things I said. I have no ability to small talk with you. Because it was like, we've got 20 minutes. (laughs) 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 And I do the same thing on this bloody podcast, even though it's just out there in the world. Um, Pour a glass with us, ladies, if you're listening to this. (laughs) We keep forgetting to do the wine segment. So I'm putting my foot down because... Because... Yeah. Got to drink the Dry Farms. you really do. It's so good. And it's so wonderful. You really do. So you can visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. And that is where you can shop for biodynamic, organically grown grapes turned into beautiful wine by artisans all around the world. So I liken this to the sourdough of the wine world. And I think it's really important to point this out. I just filmed a cooking community video this morning and I was telling my people, I'm like, look, all bread is not created equal. Some breads are pre-fermented for long periods of time with particular flours that have particular nutrition profiles and gluten profiles that result in a highly different product than that same product over the store counter. And that's really what Dry Farms has done here because not all alcohol and not all wine is created equal. And you know what? People don't drink and consume alcohol in equal ways. And I think that's important Mm -hmm. uh, to point out because we are not part of the Wino Wednesday culture here on Homemaker Chic. We want you to drink better, not more. 
We want to add value and beauty into your routine and into your day and into your homemaking. And dry farm wines are a beautiful way that you can do that because there's no sugar added, there's no additives, fillers, colorants, um, clarifiers. I mean, this is just like as natural and pure as wine gets. So dry farm wines has very strict standards that go around the world. They find people who are doing it the way that they approve of, which you can read more about on their website. And then they build relationships with these producers, bring them into the United States and package them up beautifully for us. So you can get however many bottles you'd like. You can try it out just a one-time order, or you can have it shipped monthly and just always be stocked up on beautiful wine. Whether you drink reds, whites, rosés, or bubblies, you can mix and match ultimately find what you need so visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic and when you use that link you get an extra bottle in your first order so make sure you do that because that's worth getting absolutely okay this is a big one and we'll just we can just bite off what we can chew here i think this will be our last one um I know that, okay, it can be hard to look back because we've talked about this on the show that that it's been hard for us to look back on little years, Shay in particular says, and remember how overwhelming it all was. But my question has to do with little years. I have three boys, ages four, three, and two, and I'm expecting number four in February. I am Mm -hmm. overwhelmed. When you ladies talk about time you take to pursue hobbies like painting or spending time alone, all caps, Mm -hmm. in any capacity, Even if it's time alone to get stuff done, Mm -hmm. I can't relate. I am almost never alone. And sometimes that leads me to struggle with anger and feeling frazzled and at my limit. Sometimes I feel like my only option is to set them in front of the TV for a break. My question is this. Do you remember what what the little years looked like from day to day? Did you pursue hobbies? Did you cook from scratch? Did you try to keep a clean house? Did you find time for the Lord? Mm Mm-hmm. Sometimes I struggle to have realistic expectations when mainly I consume content from mothers with older children Mm. than mine. Presumably because moms with kids my age are all hunkering down like me. Okay. First off, it's important, I think, to point out this is an apples-to-apples conversation because the productivity of one person in motherhood is going to look significantly different than the productivity of another just based on personality differences because we really aren't apples to apples and that's i just i don't think you can say that enough (laughs) i just don't think you can Mm -hmm. say that enough because every even even remove children from the situation women all women are different all women have completely different capacities for stress, completely different capacities for how much multitasking they can do, how much they can take on, introverted, extroverted. Yeah, it's definitely, and that's that's like one of the risks of social media that we warn here on the show is like, it's not the full mm-hmm. story, whatever you're taking in. There was this, maybe I shared this last week, but there was this really great quote where it said, uh, it was. It said, don't be jealous of anyone for anything because you don't know what they had to do to get it and you don't know what they're having to do to keep it, whatever it mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Which I had to tell myself as I drove past my sister's house and Shashi bought a new Suburban. And I'm like, it's fine. 
You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, oh my gosh. So um, I would like to, I'm never alone. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I am never alone unless I go for a walk in the morning. And I, like, whatever, if it's affirming to you or whatever, it grieves mm-hmm. me. I need to be alone. I don't know what to do about the fact that I'm never alone. I don't have that luxury. That luxury is not coming anytime soon. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. And, and just worth noting, like, that's hard. It's hard. Exactly. It's very hard. It's so right. hard. So my kids yeah. typically leave to go to a co-op, a homeschool co-op. And mm-hmm. they haven't, obviously, this summer. So they usually go for two days, Tuesdays and Thursdays, and for part of the day. And that just started a few years ago. But I realized, like, I'm getting to the end of my summer enthusiasm. Where I'm like, could you leave, please? Could you leave? Um, so first off, to worth noting, I didn't struggle with anger or frustration or blowing up until I had little kids wasn't a part of my personality Mm. and then it was so when we talk about you discovering pieces of yourself when you have children that you didn't know could be there some of those are good some of those are ugly you know I also didn't know I could could love and care in the way that I did I didn't know I had the capacity that I did until I became a mother um okay Little years, looking back, were super, super hard. So if you feel like they're hard, that's not because you're doing it wrong. It's because they're hard. I used to put my children into the van, and I would drive like 45 minutes to go get a latte. Because I was like, they're contained. Just turn the radio Mm. up. You know, I mean... Mom, can we come? I do remember wanting to drive, drive. to contain them. Just contain. Where yeah. are we going? Don't know. Yeah. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Not yeah, to yeah, a park, yeah. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. to a park. I hated parks. parks. Worst. <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah. there was a lot of that. There was a lot of how do we get through the day when my kids were little. Stuart was working away from the home full time. We had very little money. And so there wasn't, we're going to go shopping. Like, what are we going to do? There was just a lot of how do we get through the day. When, let's see, when my kids were little, I think I had two when I wrote my cookbook. And I would do it really early in the morning really late at night and at nap time but it made me feel like mm-hmm. I had something that was mine mm-hmm. like and but you sacrificed oh, I mean yeah. you got yeah. less sleep you yeah. had to push yourself yeah. to get up you know yeah which I for mean, me was good because yeah. I'm like a a puppy like it needs to be exercised it doesn't do well if you're just uh-huh. like oh just rest puppy just rest like the kids are napping you nap it's like that doesn't give me that's, That's not, not what me. I need. Yeah. I need the kids are napping. Now go mop the kitchen floor and see if you can get a bouquet of flowers on the table. And like get those mm-hmm. bills in the mm-hmm. mail that you need to get out. And that is what actually gives me the right mojo to carry on. I do remember mm-hmm. a lot of that. 
Yeah. Now I pursued hobbies, um, but again, different mm-hmm. capacity. Like I had my kids right there with mm-hmm. me. You know, if I was doing some sort of a craft, I would hook them up mm-hmm. with supplies, and they would create holy hell mm-hmm. and like a mess. And like that was the price yep. I had to pay. So, price being less sleep, or yep. price being they're creative while you're creative. Like I, not to the capacity that I wanted to, but I gardened. Yep. And I made candles and I made soap and like I would I was trying to learn different things and they were just right yep. there with me the whole time you know unless it was nap time of yep. course but, but yeah um, we did a lot of walks nature walks because I found mm-hmm. that I like I would take clippers and I would like try to find little dead pretty seed heads or like wild things that I could make little bouquets mm-hmm. out of so it felt productive for me and it was fun for mm-hmm. them, you know, those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you know, three boys, two, three, and four, and you're pregnant. Like, just call it. This is hard. Don't feel bad about saying this yeah. is really hard. It is really hard. <laughs> and if you just need to surrender to it, like you surrender to labor pains, mm-hmm. that's that's where you are right now. Yeah, um, and those times in our lives were times that we relied more heavily on other people and i've been thinking about this actually lately because you know she talks about like um people having older kids now and i was thinking back when you had young kids what would you wish that somebody would have done for you and the reality is like just be there because when you're a mom and you've got three little kids and a friend says to you hey come Mm -hmm. on over for soup or Mm -hmm. We had women in our church who would, with older kids, who would host play dates, you know, or, which basically just meant like, hey, moms, bring your kids over. Mm-hmm. And they put a snack out that like we didn't have to buy. And my kids got to play with like different toys. Like these are the like incredibly right. meaningful things. And so I don't know if this right. person has a community like that, but if not, I would mm-hmm. find one. Um, you know, we relied on our church heavily for this. And the schools we were involved in, but like MOPS is a really great MOPS. That's organization what I was yeah. for mm-hmm. mom time, kid time, activity, mm-hmm. community. Look, we're not meant to go it alone. And if you're a mom of stay-at-home kids or little kids, it can be really easy to just want to stay at home because it it is a little bit more self-contained. It feels a little bit safer, and it's hard to go anywhere and do anything when no one can put on their own shoes and everyone's pooping their pants. And I get it. And everyone needs a nap like, at a certain time. And yeah, you will shrivel and die. Like you need mm-hmm. to inject yourself. And we all draw it from different places. But like when I had little kids, that's when I got really into like, I would put on River Cottage. I'm like, you want to watch a show? We're watching River Cottage. We're going to go watch. Yeah, Hugh- we did that. We watched yes, Victoria exactly. and River Cottage. Like, yeah. Things that build your family beyond just like, I was going to say Teletubbies, but that's really going to age me in terms of being a mother. I don't even know what kids watch anymore. <laughs> I have no idea. But um, but just because they want to watch a show. And by the way, I totally let my kids watch show. Every day at four o'clock, I would turn on Tangled. That was our movie of choice. I would turn on Tangled and give little snacks, whatever those may be, and I would just say, give me an hour and a half. Like, I knew how long Tangled was, and I knew I could make dinner, 
I could set the table, just like have a brief moment. Now, that doesn't mean it worked perfectly every day. But on the whole, Mm -hmm. the kids got used to the habit. And it kept me from losing it before Stu came home. So that when he came home, I was able to be like, okay, we've caught our breath. I've gone to the bathroom, had a glass of water. You know, the kids have been doing whatever. We would put out markers and paper. Mm -hmm. And here's a little table. Like, just stay in the general area. Um. And there was a lot of that. And I used to hate it when people would say this to me. I hated it. But it does change. Like six months Mm -hmm. changes a lot in kid time. Oh, yeah. Um, Something I did, this was, I, I didn't have every toy, every idea available all the time. So like Play-Doh. Kids frigging love play-doh but it wasn't like free choice play-doh it was the play-doh basket now it's play-doh time so if if even if you need to get like a big pile of play-doh or make some and all the like weird presser tools and everything and that's what you get out for the witching hour you know 3 30 to 5 and make a stink about it Mm -hmm. and start the witching hour i setting that, that you know you know yeah then that's like that was like a little strategy that I did. Like I had certain things for certain mm-hmm. times, which is a good point. And I was like this. I did have a structured day, even when I Absolutely. I wasn't working. I mean, I was I was blogging at this point, but it was purely for mm-hmm. me, just taking mm-hmm. pictures, and you know that was a fun hobby because I could take them with the kids and all this kind of stuff. But um, we had a structured day. It was like we're gonna eat breakfast at this time. I was, look, mm-hmm. this is controversial, but I did baby-wise. <laughs> and yeah. and my kids were time. super structured yeah. on eating times and nap yeah. times and bedtimes. Uh-huh. Um, and that doesn't mean we weren't fluid, but yeah, right. we had like but our I do time, think- we had walk time, we had outside time, We, you know, like. I do think, again, fighting words but I think a lot of moms are more overwhelmed than they need to be for lack of structure sure there's no there's no set breakfast time there's no set nap time there's no set dinner time and there's no set bedtime and I think if you can dial those four things in like this is what we're and what does it take if bedtime is seven bedtime was early mine was seven thirty yeah yeah, if bedtime is 7 and it takes, you got to start at 6.10 right after dinner with bath time and because it takes so long. Yeah. Come on, yeah, brush yeah. your teeth. Come on, come on, come on. You know, like, then as mom, you have those pockets to look sure. forward to. I knew that from 1 to 3, my house was shutting down. Yeah. Nap time was 1 to 3. When they were babies, it was 9 to 11, two-hour break, 1 to 3. And then when they were, like, baby babies, like, they were in bed by mm-hmm. 6.30. Aiden used to go to bed for the mm-hmm. night at 6.30. And so that, and I don't know what her situation is, but I, I do think a lot of moms are, like, just frazzled because the kids are still running around like wild banshees at 8.45 at night, and there's no hope. There's no hope well, during the day. Well, let me say even something break. more controversial. Okay. Why do I do this to myself? My I brother, we're like wrapping up the okay, show. Okay, so and, how, and how, honestly, how much for the record, Angela and I did this different. <laughs> okay, 
I was very strict about not having children in my bed. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I really love about Baby Wise, it's a $5 book. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's just all it is is getting your babies to understand the eat, wake, and sleep cycle. So they eat, Mm -hmm. then they stay awake, and then you put them to sleep. And when they wake up, you do repeat the cycle, okay? And there's timing mm-hmm. involved from when they're little to when they get bigger. But I think that part of the reason that moms are also so exhausted, personal opinion, is because we are in this culture that is telling them that your children are going to be damaged if you don't let them have every piece of you whenever they want it. And so you have moms who are nursing 50 times a day all night long, Mm -hmm. not sleeping with their husband, Mm -hmm. getting no physical affection from him because there's children in there. Mm -hmm. They're not sleeping through the night Mm -hmm. because their baby is nursing all night, which by the way, babies do not need to do. They -hmm. actually have the ability to be able to eat, to eat a full meal and to be able to stay full for a long period of time, but you have to train them how to do that. And I remember feeling when I had young, like I am already, even with my strict schedule, with sleeping in my bed with my husband and making sure we were taking care of that piece of our relationship, having the babies on a schedule, I already, I still felt like I am giving every physical piece of me that I can possibly give. And maybe that means women have more capacity than I do. But if you feel like that, like, I cannot stress to you enough how important having a feeding schedule was for our babies. Massively Mm -hmm. so. Massively so. It wasn't reactive. It was proactive. If they were sleeping and it was sleeping time, like within a half an hour roughly, and I got more flexible with it. I got a little bit more confident and more comfortable the more kids I had. But Mm -hmm. we're told as women, like... (laughs) You have this instinct, and and these are your children, and no one can care for them better than you can. Da, da, da. But do it this way. You got to be able to, like, it's wrong. I mean, I got the most horrendous, like, slams from people when I wrote a post on Babywise on the blog, I don't know, 100 years ago. And I was like, hey, this is, mm-hmm. somebody introduced this to me, and it changed my world as a mom. Mm-hmm. Changed my world. But somehow we're not allowed to do that. Like, no, your baby needs you. And it needs you whenever it wants you. Even if it's eight times at night. And you're like, but I can't be a good parent. Which is also another point. Not all of us, by the way. You don't need to love. I don't think you need to love a stage that you don't love. It's okay to be like, you know what? The stage is tough. It's just tough. Mm-hmm. I have. I had a good friend who just... She did not like zero to three months. She just did not like it. She just Mm -hmm. grit her teeth Mm -hmm. and get through it. She did not like it. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I didn't do baby wise. I read baby wise. um, And then Aiden had his heart condition and it was Mm -hmm. like, I'm like, that's Mm -hmm. just too much. That was too much for me. But I did like next, next level down, but same, same idea uh, with a few different approaches that you could pick what you were comfortable with. Um, what did I do? Healthy, healthy baby, baby he- happy, happy sleep. Ha- happy baby, yeah, yeah, healthy yeah. sleep habits. Yeah, we're super similar. Yeah, but still, all the science super on similar. very similar on like your baby friggin' needs to sleep. Your baby needs to sleep, <laughs> and you need to sleep. 
And so, like, if the, I remember yeah. if the baby would fall asleep, like, nursing, I knew how much, like, a full feeding was because I'd trained myself to know after some time. So, like, I would wake the baby up and be like, okay, now we're eating from the other side. And then they could eat for 20 more minutes. And it's yeah. like, okay, now I know we can get a three-hour window where we can run errands and we're not having to, like... Well, plus, the milk is... Yeah, and the milk is set up, like, it's different nutrients at different mm-hmm. stages mm-hmm. in the nursing you know there's sedatives mm-hmm. at the end mm-hmm. okay <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was it was super yeah. helpful I don't know if that's gonna be helpful to anybody else but um a schedule right. for you for baby for sex husband hello right. like right um so I saw this really great thing I have like physical touch revulsion <laughs> I don't like it okay and that's one of the things I have to deal with as a mom like I am in very intentionally mm-hmm. hugging. I hug my children. I love them. I pat their heads. I touch them. But, like, that mm-hmm. doesn't come natu- supernatural to me. But I saw mm-hmm. this really great thing on Instagram, and there's a word for it. When you feel, like, touched out as a mom, because you do, kids, like, yanking uh-huh. on your hands and, like, yeah, um, it's, it has to do with the pressure the like the force of a kid's touch it's like it's like this all day like just on your skin it's really uh-huh. light and it's yankee okay <laughs> sorry this is gonna go there your husband has the ability to give you like full pressure okay so like imagine if yeah. somebody hugs you but they like squeeze you that makes you feel much different physically than if somebody is like tickling your face or like just touching your shoulder and so it has to do not just with touch, but with like the actual pressure of touch. Okay. That's why people like to go under weighted blankets. You know what I mean? Or how that makes them feel secure, like a swaddled baby. You're not just mm-hmm. free. And, you know, you have this like guard of protection around you. And so if you feel that way, like that might be something to talk about with your spouse. I don't mean it has to be sex, but like even just like a hug. Like, yeah. can you just like... You know, don't flick my butt or like brush my nipple as you walk away. Just come up here and like hold and like that releases a yeah. lot of hormones in your body, you know, and you and right. don't deprive yourself of that because you can think, oh, I don't want to do it tonight. I'm all touched out. I've been, people have been touching me all day. There's yeah. a counterpoint Very to that true. touch that's really beneficial. And so... Lean into that pressure. <laughs> mm-hmm. That got a little graphic, a bit. Sorry. No, but it's, it's no, true. it's it's true. And again, just all different, oh, all different types of women, all different capacities. Mm-hmm. You know, very much so. so. Hopefully that we might need answers. to do more on that because I know there are a lot of people Out. in the baby years. And yeah. okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my question okay. out there now. This is to all my um, physical therapists. <laughs> all our listeners. elderly listeners. Okay? <laughs> no, no, physical. Like, I want I want people that have, like, legit okay. experience, okay. okay? And don't, you don't have to, like, you don't have to, like, DM me and tell me what it is. I know what it is. <laughs> I um, finally got a, a diagnosis for a pain I've been dealing with for a long time. It's called hip impingement. I actually have, like, a best, like, a real simple way to describe it is, like, a bone spur on mm-hmm. my hip and I hurt all the time and I am being told that if I increase my weightlifting which I had backed off because I didn't want to make it I, I didn't know what this pain was I didn't want to make it worse um that's gonna really help 
and I just want to know if that's true or am I going to have to have <laughs> surgery because <laughs> I don't see how yeah. we get out of this without grinding th- grinding this bone down a little bit because it hurts all the time I wake up crying in my sleep not cool so if you have if you're a physical therapist or anybody sort of in that field and you have um, any expertise or stories or anecdotal anything about hemp hip impingement i'm i'm game does to hear walking, from you i would appreciate it so does your walk that you do each um, morning I walk, does that agitate it because it seems like it would yeah it does by about the last mile it does so would it yeah. would your effort be and better served like doing weightlifting and it's where you're you're using it but you're not like moving it like you are with walking yeah i don't know um i don't know if it's in i don't know if it's a one or the okay. other kind of a thing because that's not what my doctor okay. said, but pretty sick of it. Because it's obviously I'm making accommodations for it subconsciously, and so now it's about a three foot area of mm-hmm. pain. <laughs> like you know, because you when something's off with your body, you know it jogs and it zigs and zags, and it's not just ever mm-hmm. just like the one thing. So, so I'm happy that I know I got an X-ray, and to actually see it was like, oh, so you're mm-hmm. not crazy. It's not that just you need mm-hmm. a massage. There's a like, bone. There's actually there. something there. There's a bone. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah. I know we have a lot of wise people that listen to the show, and I would take there any you go. feedback. Okay. Give it. And keep your questions right. coming uh, because we are actually yep. going to record a little bit ahead of schedule this week because we are going to be gone. I'm going to be gone, and so we need you to shoot them over to us soon so that we have them in time to record. It w- before, before Wednesday. Wednesday. So then we're going right. to record Wednesday. Yeah. Yes. All okay. Right. And you guys can pray for me because we're going to be Wonderful. in South Carolina and I don't want to get eaten by a shark. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. We will uh, be back with you next Monday, guys. See you next All week. Right. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>